0: Welcome to the Fantasy Lounge. My name is Charlie. Alongside me is Jason. And the Fantasy Lounge is the next greatest podcast for all of your fantasy needs, questions, and probably a good amount of entertainment as well. And let's start out with a week three review on what happened in the NFL and fantasy this week. And we're not called the Fantasy Lounge for nothing. The Fantasy Lounge is an all-exclusive club where the top players at their respected positions can get into based on their fantastic performances each week. So we're going to start at the quarterback position, and you'd think it'd be Russell Wilson after the phenomenal game he had on Sunday afternoon, but actually Monday Night Football stud and former Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes, who just found out he's going to be a dad soon, had 385 yards, four touchdowns, and another one on the ground as well. Jason, what kind of statement did Patrick Mahomes make this
1: Monday? in the NFL. He proved he is the best player in the NFL and there is nothing. Nobody is even close to him right now. Lamar Jackson is light years behind him. This is Patrick Mahomes League.
0: I completely agree. Patrick Mahomes proved why you drafted him as a top 30 quarterback. Lamar Jackson I'm a little more worried about him but it's Patrick Mahomes' night and everything uh, is aligning if you drafted Patrick Mahomes and he's to be a huge asset for your team moving forward. Um, These next two quarterbacks played phenomenal, and I'd feel bad if we didn't give them a to-go box with a nice juicy burger. So a juicy burger for Russell Wilson and a juicy burger for Josh Allen, both with fantastic uh, games for the second straight week. Um, Let's move on to our running back. Uh, With 44.7 PPR points is Alvin Kamara. Um, He had a phenomenal game receiving, but Jason, what do you think about his game on the ground?
1: Not that impressive. He's a great fantasy player, and he looked great receiving-wise, but he only had six rushing attempts for 58 yards. Latavius Murray had more attempts than him. So I'm a little bit worried about Alvin Kamara going forward. I'm not worried. He is still a set-it-and-forget-it RB1, but do not expect this kind of performance.
0: Yeah, Latavius Murray had double the amount of carries with the same amount of yards, and if it wasn't for that 49-yard explosive run by Kamara, he would not have been a rushing presence at all in that game. As for his receiving abilities, they're out of this world for a running back. Um, I do think if Michael Thomas comes back, he might have a little uh, digression in his receiving touchdowns as well as targets. He had 13 receptions, so just something to look out for. I Just like Jason said, I still think Kamara's a running back one without a doubt, but um, it's definitely something to monitor. At receiver with 37 points, Tyler Lockett had the best week we've seen by far. He had nine receptions, 100 yards, and three touchdowns. And the last time I saw those numbers, I was in third grade playing recess football with my friends. And I think if he can put up those numbers consistently or even somewhere close to that, he can be a receiver one for the rest of the year. Jason, what do you think about Tyler Lockett? And is
1: he a receiver one? He is a receiver receiver one. I mean, the Seahawks' new team is the And for Russ to cook, he needs some ingredients. And he has Tyler Lockett. He will continue to throw the football. And Tyler Lockett is getting the receptions. So, yes, he is a wide receiver one going forward.
0: And finally, the tight end position. Not as big as a name as the others, but a huge name in 2014. Jimmy Graham, 24 points on six receptions for 60 yards and two scores. Helped the Bears make that miraculous comeback win against Atlanta. Jason, what are your thoughts on Jimmy Graham? Do you think you pick him up, or was it a one-time deal?
1: Time deal. Maybe you can pick him up and put him on your bench if you have a good matchup, but I cannot see this continuing. He only had six receptions. He said two clutch red zone touchdowns at the end against the worst defense in the NFL. So maybe you pick him up, but I don't see starting him.
0: I completely agree. And deeply, you might have a chance to start him. Otherwise, I think he might be a good part of your bench. You could sell him high after this week as well. So let's get on to the other boom and busts of Week 3. We talked about the quarterback situation. Let's talk about the quarterbacks who bust, though, um, which was Gardner Minshew and Cam Newton, who both had disappointing Week 3s on what we expected them to do. Let's start out with the stash, Gardner Minshew. Jason, are you worried about Gardner Minshew's performance
1: on Thursday night? He definitely did not play well. But he still had 270 passing yards. He wasn't there fancy wise because he had no touchdowns and he had one fumble, one interception. But from a yard standpoint, he played fairly well. He's throwing he, – he has he's a lot of air yards, and eventually the touchdowns will come. So he has he an easy match against Cincinnati next week, and then he plays Detroit in week six. So, yes, I, I am not worried about Gardner Minshew, and I can see starting him in the future.
0: I definitely agree. Gardner Minshew was missing his number one receiver in D.J. Shark. Uh, that obviously took a toll, as you can see in the game. And I think he also found a great receiving weapon in James Robinson, the running back for Jacksonville. I think he's going to be a great dual threat and definitely a big help to Gardner Minshew. And he's easy to root for, Garner Minshew is. And I think that will help his fantasy value. And I think he could be a starting quarterback down the road consistently. Let's go on to Cam Newton. He had only 11 points against a decent Raiders defense. Um, I think the main takeaway from that game is that Rex Burkhead took a few touchdowns away from Cam. I thought that Cam definitely could have ran for a little bit more, even run for a touchdown. It didn't happen in the game, and that's why I don't think his scores were that high. Jason, what do you have to say about Cam Newton on Sunday?
1: Belichick is out to get your fantasy team. It is something you have to be aware of if you're a players. Bill Belichick cares about winning. He doesn't care about your fantasy team. And think of Cam Newton. Cam Newton had a good game. He did the job to win. But on a fantasy standpoint, he did not do very well. Next week against the Kansas State Chiefs, they will need to throw the football. So Cam Newton will be a very viable starter in the future. But you have to be aware with, with, with the Patriots. If the matchup is not good, you cannot start these guys. Because Belichick wants to win, not run up the stats.
0: Speaking of another one of Belichick's players, Rex Burkhead had a phenomenal game 33 fantasy points. Only 5% of people started him. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts on Rex Burkhead's performance? Is it similar to what you said about Cam and how it's a one-time thing, he's a little inconsistent, or do you think Rex Burkhead is the new New England running
1: back? Home TV Rex for nothing. He will get touchdowns, but he's too hard in your fantasy team. It's the same with Belichick. He got a lot of carries this week, and he might not get any carries next week. Also, they were, they were missing two of the running backs this week, Damien Harris and James White, which will be coming back in the future. So you can put Rex Burkhead on your bench, but he will not be the Patriots' go-to running back, and he's not a starter.
0: I think Rex Burkhead um, is the top scorer in a week that was about explosive backups coming into the playing field. You saw Mike Davis have a great game. Daryl Henderson have a great game. Jarek McKinnon and Jeff Wilson – both had over 20 points. Do you think any of those backups just mentioned are here to stay and might be worth starting for at least the next few weeks, if not the rest of the season?
1: Any of those backups as first. Jeremy McKinnon had a good game, but Raheem Moser is coming back. So it's the same thing with Carlos Hyde. Chris Carson might be out next week. Carlos Hyde has a one thing. But none of these – None of these guys are going to be starters in fantasy. The only backups that I truly love are Mike Davis and whoever rushes if Zeke goes down. Those are really the true handcuffs that are good, not as they're massive. But these backups, they had a good game, and they might be good maybe be fast on your bench, but they're not starters.
0: I like Daryl Henderson, actually. I think um, with Cam Akers going down uh, with an injury, uh, Malcolm Brown wasn't playing too much. I thought Henderson really picked up. He had over 100 yards and a score. I think Henderson might actually be a viable play. With that said, I wouldn't maybe start him every week. But if he starts picking up momentum, he might be someone that you could start every week. So I wouldn't count out Daryl Henderson of the Los Angeles Rams. There were a lot of running backs that boomed, right? A lot of the ones that we didn't expect to do so. But there were some that we expected to boom that completely busted. A lot of big-name players like Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon. Are you
1: hitting the panic button on any of those players? On One of those guys, and that's Joe Mixon. Sell, sell, sell. Get rid of Joe Mixon. If you had him, dump him by the wayside. He's a talented running back, and I don't think he's bad. But that O-line is just terrible. It is worse than the Giants' O-line. It is terrible. If you have Joe Mixon, try and trade him for an RB2. But on DeKate, Drake, and Josh Jacobs, they will be fine. Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs had a terrible matchup against Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick loves to do one thing, and that thing is he loves to stop the, the, off, the other offense's best weapon. He stopped Darren Waller, and he stopped Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs will be fine in the future. And Kenyon Drake is getting the touches. He actually, I believe, he's top five in the league in attempts rushing. So he'll be fine. He's actually rushing very well. He's just not getting any touchdowns. Those will, those will come. He plays the Lions next week. A very – actually, he plays the Panthers next week a very easy matchup. I like him going forward.
0: I actually do like Joe Mixon. I think you might even want to buy him a low with this week. I definitely want to sell him here because you're not going to get the value deserve on a top two round pick like Joe Mixon. You've mentioned his offensive line. well He's dealed with a terrible offensive line for his entire career. Jason, it hasn't stopped him before last season. He was top 15 on what many consider to be a bad year. He had 30 point games when the season uh, when he was in his peak at the end of the season. And I think he'll reach that peak a little faster. I think once Joe Burrow gets things going, teams will be able to stack the box as much. He's getting the yards in the attempts right now, right? He's getting like 70 yards, which is okay for fantasy. He's getting a, like 20 receiving yards. He was at nine points, maybe 11 in the PPR league. He just needs to find that end zone. I think the end zone will come to him. I think the Bengals' offense will get better as the season, go on, as the season goes on. So I like Joe Mixon going forward, and I'm not opposed to buying him low right now. Um, Kenan Drake, I definitely agree. He can easily have a breakout game. He's going against the Panthers, who Austin Eckler had a field day on, and I think that game will be high-scoring. The Panthers' offense have uh, always been something pretty good in the past few years. With the even though he's out, I don't see it as an issue as a high-scoring game. Let's get to our receivers and, boy, were there a lot of receivers that boomed this week. You had DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, Robinson, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Michael Gallup, Justin Jefferson, Alan Lazard, Tyler Boyd. The list goes on and on and on. DK Metcalf. Which receiver that boomed stands out the most
1: to you? Hey, Hopkins is standing out right now. If we were going to do a fantasy draft right now in the middle of the season – My first wide receiver off the board is DeAndre Hopkins, and there's no question about it. He's getting the targets and he's getting the receptions. I love DeAndre Hopkins. Pray for him if you can. I would give up almost anybody for him. Also, Tyler Boyd had a very good week. It's the second back to back 20 point fantasy week. I would say Tyler Boyd might be one of the most underrated fantasy players in the last three years. He's consistently very good, and 20 points a week is excellent. So, if you people, he's not, he doesn't have a lot of name recognition. But if you can get them for a low price, I'd get Tyler Boyd too.
0: I definitely love the Tyler Boyd idea. But there's two groups of receivers that stood out. We got to start with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I think they might be the best fantasy duo receivers in the league right now. And I don't think there is a group. I don't think Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley is better than them in fantasy. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitz are better than them in fantasy. I think that Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf right now are the best group of fan receivers in the entire league. Um, With Russ playing the way he is, I think they're both receiver ones going down the road. The other group of NFC West receivers.
1: Would yeah. you rather have, so if I offer you a trade, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley for Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, are you taking Lockett and DK?
0: Hands down. Easily. Really? Easily.
1: Add that to the daily disagreement. I love Tyler Lockett. I love DK Metcalf but I will always take the Atlanta Falcons receivers just because that defense is so god-awful.
0: Yes, the Seahawks is worse. Seahawks' defense giving given up a 475 yards passing yards per game, right? They're always going to be the high-scoring games. Every game they've had is high-scoring. That's why Russ is having 30, 40-point games down the road, and who's to throw it to? Lockett and Metcalf. So I think that the defense helps the Seahawks more than it helps the Falcons. But there's another group of NFC West receivers that I'm starting to grow on in a Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. The Rams seem to be trailing in a lot of these games. They're playing a lot of fire, uh, firepower offenses like the Seahawks, like the 49ers when they have everyone healthy. So I think that the Rams receivers and Woods in Cup can be some underrated players that can definitely easily be top tier receiver two, maybe even bottom tier receiver one when it comes to the end of the season. Let's see. Let's move on to the receivers that busted. We had DJ Moore didn't play that great. Odell Beckham didn't play that great. Julian Edelman and T.Y. Hilton all had their struggles this week. Are you nervous about any of those receivers going forward?
1: Hilton. T.Y. Hilton has lost this style. I still think he's a very good wide receiver. Except Philip Rivers can't throw the ball very far. T.Y. Hilton has a deep post route guy. And now was Phillip Rivers Philip Rivers likes to throw the ball five yards. He makes five-yard touchdowns. This is not T.Y. Hilton's quarterback. So, I, T.Y. Hilton, I'm very worried about him going forward. But on another note, Edelman, he's fine. Edelman will always be a matchup start. Next week against the Chiefs, he's a must start for me.
0: I definitely agree with T.Y. Hilton. I think his value's definitely gone down. I'm not sure if it's the injury he had last year but I feel like he's never been the same beside, uh, after that injury. And Phillip Rivers definitely doesn't help his case, a quarterback who can't throw it deep down, feeling like he own likes. Another guy I'm worried about there is Odell Beckham Jr. He has not played great this season, right? Week two against uh, the Bengals, everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Odell Beckham's back. No, he's not back. You kidding? He played the Bengals secondary. Like, come on. Like, that's nothing to celebrate about. And, okay, he had one 49-yard touchdown. Whoop-de-doo. Let's give him a round of of applause. Why not give him an entire parade? Like, big deal, dude. He would have had five points if he doesn't make that huge 49-yard touchdown. So, I'm, I'm panicking on Ola Beckham Jr. Uh, I'm not panicking, though, on DJ Moore. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has the third-best completion percentage in the league. All he needs to do is find DJ Moore more. When he is finding more, that's when the incompletions happen. He's trying to force balls. DJ Moore will get open. He just needs to find DJ Moore. With McCaffrey out, I think Moore is easy to buy low. But then when McCa- wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. With McCaffrey out, right, Moore is not playing great. He just had a low-point game there with eight, I believe. But when McCaffrey comes back, team's got to focus on packing that box again. And that's when DJ Moore is going to become a superstar player and might take a week or two. But DJ Moore, I think, could finish the second half of the season. Probably the, like, the, after the first four weeks, weeks five through 17, I think he'll be a top 10 receiver. So I, I'm still high in the DJ Moore train, and I hope that DJ can turn the music
1: up. Odell Beckham Jr. So one thing I want to clarify, Odell Beckham Jr. is just as talented as a wide receiver now as he was three years ago. Sure. He has Baker Mayfield. So I'm not going to panic on Odell just yet. I I know the Browns are saying we're not going to trade him. But you can get Odell very low. And if Odell gets traded to the 49ers or the Patriots, he will be a top five receiver in the NFL.
0: I mean, do you think, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. If you think, it's hard to base a player off trade, it's hard to... Ask right his value if he gets traded that's kind of hard to do I think if he goes to the Niners he's still not going to be great um, there's some tough cornerbacks in that division uh, I'm not sold on Odell Beckham I and I don't think there's anything in that uh, any team can do this season to make him a good player right Antonio Brown same situation he might come back I'm still probably going to stay away from Antonio Brown uh, unless he just blows my mind away so let's move on to the tight end position. There weren't that many great tight ends this week. Zach Ertz played a nice game, so did Eric Ebron. And then, of course, Jimmy Graham was in our lounge. Any tight end like Zach Ertz? What are your thoughts on Zach Ertz going on for the rest of the season?
1: With uh, Godert going down, Zach Ertz will get more and more targets. He is still a very talented tight end, and he moves up my rankings. I, he know a top five tight end until so Godert gets back, so set him, forget him.
0: Yeah, like don't 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 get me wrong. I love Zach Ertz. Um, big USA women's soccer team. So Julie Ertz, she's a hell of a player as well. But their child's gonna be a sick athlete. But Zach Ertz, he's been the best receiver on that team for the past three weeks, right? Deshaun Jackson did nothing. Uh, Greg Ward is their number one receiver now. Like no one knew Greg Ward before the season. I don't think it's that. Ertz is not good enough, I think that Carson Wentz is the problem there. Carson Wentz is not giving Ertz the ball enough. Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback rating in the league. Carson Wentz is the reason why Zach Ertz isn't doing the fantasy production we expected him he would. Uh, for that very reason, I'm a little worried about Zach Ertz. I think if Carson Wentz can pick up his game, if Doug Peterson can get his team to start playing like the Eagles team that won the Super Bowl, then Zach Ertz value skyrockets. If Carson Wentz can't make his bed, then Carson Wentz will be the downfall of Zach Ertz. So let's go on to the tight ends that busted this week: Darren Waller, Jared Cook, Evan Ingram—all big name that busted. Jason, what are your
1: thoughts on those players? Not worried about at all. Once again, just like Josh Jacobs, you played Bill Belichick. You played Bill Belichick. This will happen. Not worried about Darren Waller. He is still a very good tight end going forward. Evan Ingram, on the other hand, I'm a little bit worried about. That Giants offense is terrible. They can't do anyone. I, I don't, there's not a single player on the Giants that I can say I can start in fantasy. So I am a little bit worried about Evan Ingram. Jared Cook, on the other, Jared Cook, I'm a little worried about too. With Michael Thomas comes back, his target share will go down. I see Jared Cook as a bench player, I don't see starting him. Evan Ingram he can't start him either.
0: Yeah, I've I've always been a guy that didn't like Jared Cook up to the season. I was preaching please don't draft Jared Cook because I think it was like a crazy number. I don't want to say it was like fifty percent of his catches, but a crazy number of Jared Cook's catches were like thirty yard wide open touchdowns. Right? The dude is so touchdown dependent and when he can't get in the end zone, he's not gonna produce the fantasy numbers you want. He had I think it was like two, touch, or two receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown, right? That was his stat line last year. I don't think he's going to be able to like, just recreate those stats. So I, I, I don't like Jared Cook. Maybe if he has a big game, sell him high. Same with Evan Ingram. His injury still concerns me, right? He's been an injury-prone player his entire career, which is sad to see. But it's true, right? That hurts his fantasy value. And I just don't think Evan Ingram is as good as he could be in that one season where he broke out. Jason, were there any players that made a statement this week that you were all in on fantasy?
1: No matter the price. After the very first discussion point today, Patrick Mahomes made a statement. He said he's the best quarterback in the NFL, and that's that. Also, Russell Wilson made a statement too, and Kyler Murray. Three quarterbacks I love going forward are Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Patrick Mahomes.
0: Quarterbacks are huge positions, and they can definitely make or break the team. And I want to add one more. Josh Allen. Josh Allen has a high floor due to his rushing abilities, even though he hasn't fully exercised that. But the thing I love most about Josh Allen is that the Bills could be winning by 20, and they're still throwing the ball. Like, their running back situation is kind of a mess right now with Singletary and Moss. And I think Josh Allen isn't only the best quarterback and obviously the best fantasy player on that team, maybe even the best runner on that team. So I love Josh Allen and fantasy going forward. And maybe even try to trade him. Or trade for him, not trade him. That'd be stupid. So let's get into some news about week three. Julio Jones and Devonta Adams both missed their matchups. But they're both clear to play this week, it looks like. A big boost coming back to your fantasy lineup. Probably your receiver one will be playing again, which is huge for you. Um, speaking on the receiver side, Chris Godwin injured his hamstring. I think he has been ruled out for week four and week five is still up in the air. Uh, Deontay Johnson for the Steelers and Russell Gage for the Falcons, both left their games with head injuries. Chris Carson sprained his knee for the Seahawks that will allow Travis Homer and Carlos Hyde to fill in the running back spots for Seattle this week against their upcoming matchup. Against, I believe, Miami and Tariq Cohen. Sally Torres ACL, another great player that will be out for the rest of the season. Really rough time for the NFL right now. And the the Giants running back game, speaking of running backs, is a complete mess. I don't trust anyone on the Giants. Maybe stash Devonta Freeman and hope you get really lucky and win the lottery with him there. But I don't think uh, that the Giants running backs will be as proven And with no Saquon, I think the Giants have no valuable fantasy players. And probably the most important news, it broke yesterday. Three Tennessee Titans players tested positive for COVID-19, five members of their staff. Uh, And just breaking today, the game between Pittsburgh and Tennessee will be postponed. Jason, do you think this will affect fantasy lives? Obviously it will, but how much of an extent do you think it will uh, affect fantasy lineups?
1: Hold on to your seats, folks. This is not – if you have a Steelers player, if you have a Titans player, if you have any of these guys, make sure you have backups ready to go. This might be continuing. If this is only contained to two teams, we are very lucky. I'm not sure that will be the case. So, have backups.
0: I mean, I, I think it's not that big of a deal, right? Obviously, it's super scary and it's awful for the league that Tennessee got COVID. But when you look at it right, it's just a bye week. There are bye weeks in week four in the NFL sometimes. And right, they're only supposed to miss one week. Uh, there's even talks that the game might be on Monday and Tuesday, and I think your platforms, ESPN, Yahoo, NFL.com, Flea Flickr, whatever platforms you're using, should be able to fix their systems to make sure you get those points. Um But if it's a bye week, have your players ready, right? You've prepared for bye weeks before. Um I wouldn't worry too much about your Pittsburgh players, right? Because they weren't involved in the game where they got COVID. Uh, They're only the receiving end of that. Vikings, maybe watch out a little bit for that. But I think hopefully the league gets them playing on Monday and Tuesday. Everything goes smoothly and there's no more uh, tests going forward. Jason, I think we're almost done with our week three review and our first ever podcast of the Fantasy Lounge. Any other... News or fantasy outlooks you want to give about week three?
1: Say that my team is amazing and I'm gonna go thirteen and three. Very interesting
0: to give little context about your team and then say that it goes 13 and 3. For all you guys know, he could have nobody playing. He can go 13 and 3. It's all about what he tells. So Jason, why don't you tell us a little about your team here?
1: Oh all time. I'll go over my eight personally because I'm a big fan of that one. At quarterback, I have Deshaun Watson. At running back, I'm a little iffy right now, I have Kenyan Drake, Mike Davis, and David Johnson. Wait, you just said you have at the best receiver, team in your
0: iffy on your running back? What? That's like, You're iffy on your running back? That's the most important part of fantasy football.
1: Hey, hey. At wide right receiver, I have Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and at tight end, George Kittle. And my flex option is Julian Edelman, Tyler Boyd, Leonard Fournette, AJ Green, Marcus Marquise Brown. My team is staffed.
0: Want a ribbon? I mean, parade? Small float? You know what? That Team is pretty good. We'll find out if Jason's team goes 13-3. and three. But for that, that's the end of the first episode of the Fantasy Lounge. Hope to catch you next time. We will come out with an episode on Friday about our week four pre- uh, preview. Which players should you start? Which players should you sit? I know you're going to be on the edge of your seat just waiting to click that play button on Friday. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a good Thursday night football game. I recommend starting Melvin Gordon. Everyone else, you should probably sit because the Jets and Broncos are complete dumpster fires. And I hope that you guys have a great Thursday night football and enjoy your rest of your week. Thank you for listening.